The Bitcoin Layer is brought to you by Envoy. Envoy is an easy-to-use Bitcoin mobile wallet that you can download and set up for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Stay tuned to the video to learn more. The U.S. Treasury is slated to raise the government debt ceiling yet again, of course, being $31.4 trillion and just a decade ago being a fraction of that. It isn't much of a ceiling, but regardless, we'll play the game for now. And after the ceiling gets raised, what happens? Well, the Treasury has the go-ahead to issue a boatload of new debt and issue a boatload of new debt it shall. According to its own borrowing estimates that were released at the start of this month, they intend on topping up their cash balances by $500 billion between when the debt ceiling deal gets raised and June 31st. That is a gargantuan amount to be adding to the cash balance, and it's going to be done with a new flood of T-bills. One trillion, roughly, are the current estimates. Now, a lot of money is going to get sucked out of not only risk markets from stock investors who are seeing equity risk premiums dwindle and want to jump ship to the new, fresh, higher-yielding T-bills, but this T-bill tsunami is also going to pose an issue for bank funding and potentially cause a reserve drain. So let's take a look back at previous cycles, why when the TGA rises, equities fall, what, what creates this inverse correlation, and why if the Treasury inadvertently lights a fire by refilling the TGA too quickly, the Fed may be the ones to have to put it out. Let's talk about it. So as I mentioned before we got started, the debt ceiling has no ceiling. As you can see here, it's now at $31.4 trillion, but of course, through time, this thing has been raised again and again and again and again. And just like the 4th of July, just like Memorial Day, just like Christmas and Easter, this has become a annual American holiday at this point, is to set an arbitrary limit on the debt, say, we're not going to go past this, we're going to be austere. And then you blow right past it when funding needs need to be met, of course. And also, we are the beneficiary of being the world's reserve currency, and there's a structural demand for government debt. So it makes sense that we continue to issue debt, but the fact that we set and blow past the limit very consistently is is, is what's sort of disconcerting uh, and silly at this point. Uh, but this resolution for the debt ceiling that, uh, of course, has been passed in Congress and still has to go through the Senate and reach the president's desk before it actually gets signed into law, um, the tentative deal is to have a temporary two-year limit on uh, the debt ceiling and uh, to keep non-defense spending flat, right? So any spending that doesn't have to do with defense, keeping that flat. Of course, Kevin McCarthy, we don't get too political here, but he his whole aim is to be more austere, which of course we are fans of, but uh, you know not everybody in this state agrees. And of course, cycle after cycle, the debt ceiling just keeps being raised. But Ultimately, this is not temporary, right? This is not a temporary measure. Their plan, as you can see on this chart right here, is to increase federal debt held by the public to 200%, right? So 200% of federal debt is planned to be held by the public by the end of 2052. That's quite staggering. And that doesn't tell me that there are plans to slow down the amount of debt being issued. Either that or the debt stays flat and the population declines. And I have a feeling that that's not the case, right? The population will continue to expand, but more of this federal debt is expected to be issued over the coming years and at an accelerating great, as we just saw on that chart. So what happens when the debt ceiling gets raised? Well, it gives the Treasury the go-ahead to issue more debt. Of course, the debt ceiling be, being a cap on debt issuance. Now, we don't know how high the ceiling is going to be raised, but what we do know is that there is an expected, by some economist estimates and people who have inside knowledge, at least $1 trillion worth of T-bills are expected to be issued. Now, they're expected to be issued per the Treasury's own borrowing estimate released at the start of this month. Uh, between now, or whenever the debt ceiling gets raised, and June 31st, in the end of June, when the quarter ends. Which is quite staggering, right? That's $1 trillion worth of bills being flooded onto the market in what could be less than a month. And as of today, unless 
it gets passed today, which I, I highly doubt, that means less than a month, $1 trillion worth of T-bills coming out of the market. That's an absolute tsunami, right? And it's going to have the impact of drawing capital from elsewhere within the market. Some capital is obviously going to come from other facilities that can readily access it, such as the reverse repo facility, where there are $2.2 trillion worth of capital just sitting there getting this yield overnight uh, at a relatively safe rate. When these T-bills come onto the market, that yield is going to be pretty enticing, right? $1 trillion worth, of course, if the demand isn't there initially, yields will rise in order to entice buyers. And inevitably, some of that capital is going to flow from the reverse repo facility. But using prior cycles as our guide, a great deal of capital is also going to come from equities, right? Managers are going to take a look at these higher yields on these T-bills that are, again, $1 trillion worth of issues uh, in a very, very short time frame. They're going to be gobbled up, right? That capital is going to be drained from other areas of the market. As of right now, uh, if you take a look at this chart here, we are basically on pace with this estimated $500 billion addition to the Treasury General account in 30 days. We are on pace for the fastest refill since post-COVID and the fastest refill since December 2021. When both of those events occurred, markets topped, right? Of course, during COVID, there was a crash. And the exact same time as the refill that occurred during December 2021, the market put in a top as well. And so there's this inverse relationship between when the Treasury general account rises and the Treasury general account can be sort of thought of as the government's bank account between when the TGA rises and when you actually see markets top and reverse, right? So there's this inverse relationship there. Why is that? Well, think of it this way. Since last year, since this time last year, markets in the financial system have been the beneficiary of a constant stream of liquidity from the treasury, whether directly or indirectly, right? Indirect sense, it increases risk taking if there's this constant flow of liquidity, right? That's the idea. But as of right now, that is slated to reverse, right? Over the last year, the treasury has been spending money into the economy. It's been spending down its cash balance. Take a look at the chart again here. It's been spending down its cash balance. So it's been injecting money into the real economy and financial markets. And now as $500 billion is going to be added to the treasury's cash balance, that is $500 billion that is not being spent in the real economy or financial markets. That's a big liquidity drain, right? So essentially, the US is borrowing more and spending much less. And as it's been a net spender over the last year, and so it's supported markets to some degree, now it's going to be a net borrower, right? And you can argue, you know, whether or not this is, uh, this has any impact on market liquidity whatsoever. But if you take a look at a few charts that I'll show you in just a moment, I think it's pretty undeniable that it does, right? So what the treasury is going to do here in issuing all these T-bills and topping up its cash balance, essentially, it's going to help with monetary tightening. It's going to draw liquidity out of the market. It's going to be bad news for risk assets, but also bad news for banks. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. The Bitcoin layer is sponsored by Envoy. Envoy is an easy to use Bitcoin mobile wallet with powerful account management and privacy features. Take it from me, you guys. I set this thing up in 60 seconds and you can too. You can set it up in 60 seconds, forget about it, and enjoy the zen-like experience of having your Bitcoin totally off exchanges. Not to mention, this thing backups your keys and encrypts them, so you don't have to worry about that either. You can download it for free on Google Play and the App Store right now. So to boil it down simply, the TGA is the United States government's bank account. And when the TGA is falling, as it has been last year, liquidity is entering the real economy and financial markets on net. Liquidity is supported. And when the TGA is rising, the U.S. is borrowing more than it is spending. Liquidity is being drawn out of the economy. And also the instruments that the Treasury is issuing, of course, when it raises its cash balance, right? Uh, raising revenues, not, not from tax receipts, but by raising revenues through new debt issuance. It also has the effect of drawing investors away from things like equities and piling into the, those treasuries, which works to draw liquidity from the market more. So over the next several months and over the course of this month at a very rapid clip, right, $500 billion top off in the cash balance before June 30th, um, risk taking is going to fall. 
and you'll see that observed in credit, and you'll see that observed in stocks and, and probably Bitcoin to a very large degree, given that Bitcoin is very, very highly sensitive to these moves across broader risk assets. So really, this is a crowding out effect, right? Many people have been thinking, well, $1 trillion in bills or even more, um, or it could be bills and a mixture of notes and bonds as well, given that those are lower yielding, but bills are the primary instrument with which the treasury funds itself. So the government's going to issue all of this short-term debt Who's going to buy all these treasuries? Well, actually, that's the wrong question, right? If you think about it, treasuries are the most deep and liquid uh, asset in the world. They're used as collateral. Essentially, they're necessary for global velocity of money, for credit, right? If you want to be a player on the world stage, too, you got to own treasuries. So treasuries aren't going to have an issue. The government isn't going to have a problem with who's going to buy this one, $1 trillion worth of debt. The question is actually who's going to buy everything else, right? And this is this crowding out effect. Um, this is why the TGA refill will ostensibly hammer stocks in Bitcoin. Think of it this way, right? Over $1 trillion worth of short dated, which means duration risk-free, basically, right? No interest rate risk because it's so, uh, it's basically right at the front of the curve and credit risk-free, right? Essentially, we're talking proverbial here. Of course, nothing is devoid of risk, but relative to all other instruments in the asset universe, these are the most risk-free of those two categories. Over $1 trillion of these assets will be issued from the highest rated borrower in the world. And of course, people are going to flock to that, right? And if there's no demand at the yield that they are issued, which is 5.25%, then the yield will just keep rising and rising and rising and rising uh, eventually until it finds a buyer. And when it does, uh, you'll see the self-reinforcing feedback loop of individuals leaving riskier assets like stocks, like Bitcoin, uh, and, and of course, other assets too, and moving into these T-bills. Uh, this is essentially the crowding out effect, right? Not only is the market seeing dwindling equity risk premiums, but ultimately, um, we are really reaching a fever pitch in terms of where the market should be, given the fact that it's basically where it is off the back of a few key players, off the back of a, things like NVIDIA topping $1 trillion in market cap. This thing can't go on forever, right? And when the dog and pony show is finally up, ultimately, a lot of this capital, given, given the extreme issuance of these bills, it is going to flow into the treasury market. Take a look at this chart here. This is the TGA's cash balance and risk assets with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ inverted. Okay, so you can see here that when the TGA rises, equities fall. And when the TGA falls, equities rise, right? And so given the fact that they're about to top this off at a very, very rapid clip, you can sort of extrapolate what the direction of stocks will be. The direction of stocks will be down. So the other way in which the TGA refill is going to potentially spur a risk on shift with this liquidity drain in markets is directly draining bank reserves, right? Think about bank reserves as the water that flows through U.S. financial pipes, right? They're this interbank token that allows U.S. commercial banks to deal with the Fed and deal with one another. Um, and it's basically this extremely integral monetary plumbing. But it's also a liability on the Fed's balance sheet. So think of it this way, right? We talk about the TGA being government's bank account, right? The, the TGA is the bank account of the U.S. government. Well, bank reserves are essentially the bank account of U.S. commercial banks, right? They're, they're, they're two bank accounts, and they're bank accounts that are being held at the Fed. So they're liabilities of the Fed, and when one rises, another one has to decrease, right? And bank reserves fill that role. When the TGA rises, bank reserves decrease. And we've seen that through time, right? Last cycle, this is exactly what happened. In this cycle, that's what's gonna happen too, right? The TGA refill is going to drain bank reserves just from an asset liability standpoint. That's what needs to happen. Less reserves means less new credit, tighter borrowing, and risk-off behavior seen in stocks. Take a look here. This is bank reserves and the S&P 500. You could see the beginning March 2020, for whatever reason, bank reserves now trade with very, very high correlation to equity indices like the S&P 500. And you can expect when these reserves decline, 
the S&P 500 and overall risk-taking will decline as well. So more bank failures, right? Bank reserves being drained doesn't just impact equity prices, which is a very indirect relationship and is more so just really like a window into overall risk sentiment and how falling bank reserves and rising bank reserves impacts risk sentiment. It's not a very direct relationship between bank reserves and stocks. Bank reserves more so impact the banks, right? Bank reserves since 2008 have become a very, very integral component in bank operations. I mentioned they are the water for U.S. financial plumbing. Well, they allow banks to fund themselves, right? They extend credit using bank reserves and fewer bank reserves means less credit extended and ultimately more difficult time funding their own operations. Particularly small banks are the ones that will be most fragile from this. Of course, smaller banks, they're lesser capitalized, they have a smaller asset base. And so when you take these reserves away, these assets that they're so reliant on, then you run the risk of causing these small banks to fail. That's what happened in 2019 during the repo blowup. That's what happened in earlier this year, March of 2023. And it's what is going to happen again um, as the TGA refill causes reserves to fall, which is also the same thing that the Fed is doing, right? The Fed is removing reserves from the balance sheets of banks via QT, right? And so now not only is the Fed draining reserves indirectly, but the TGA is also draining reserves. And so this is just going to accelerate the impact that QT is already having. And a lot of these small banks don't have the ability to borrow at the different facilities that the Fed has set up, right? So the Fed has set up bank term funding program, but sometimes these small banks don't meet the collateral requirements to go to these uh, these different programs and borrow against them and uh, you know st stave off failure, right? So take a look at this chart here. This is small versus large bank reserves. Small bank reserves, that red line for small bank reserves is a level called a reserve constraint level, right? It's essentially the level at which small banks start falling like dominoes. It was the same one hit in September 2019 when the repo market uh, blew up, the same one that got hit earlier this year, and the same one that will continue getting hit as now not only the Fed, but the Treasury are both joining in uh, in order to destroy these reserves, right? So the combined efforts of these two U.S. institutions will ultimately cause more small bank failures. So they're getting what they want. Janet and yeah, Janet and uh, Mr. Powell are getting what they want um, in the form of credit tightening, but unfortunately, they may get bank failures that go along with it. It's just the way that it works. Some economists have estimated that the TGA refill between now and June is the equivalent of an additional 25 basis point rate hike, right? So that's pretty intense, especially considering the fact that we're already experiencing a great deal of financial stress now uh, at a 5.25% federal funds rate. The additional tightening added on by the TGA refill already entering into a world of 5.25% federal funds and 90 billion plus dollars worth of bank reserves being drained every single month. That's a recipe to make monetary conditions extremely tight. And these smaller banks, these more fragile institutions are going to get reaped. And this is not helped by the fact that the Fed is not actively buying U.S. Treasuries anymore. This flood of new debt, $1 trillion plus worth of bills, is going to have to be absorbed almost entirely by the market. Some of that reverse repo capital, but almost entirely by the market, which has an extreme tightening effect as investors flock from other riskier assets, from other corporate debt into these uh, treasuries, right? The Fed is totally out of the market. We're going to see, given that, if, if QT is really sustainable, it's going to exacerbate the effect that QT is having. So although the debt ceiling is raised, the real trouble is still ahead of us. Of course, banks, the problems that smaller banks are facing are still very much real. But the reality of an extremely fast refill of the Treasury General Account's cash balance and the reality that that's not just going to put a lot of banks that rely on bank reserves at risk, but it's also going to draw out and, and really crowd 
crowd out a lot of capital that would otherwise be in other assets. So of course, not only are risk markets at risk, but also the financial system itself is in a bit of a pickle, right? This liquidity drain that the, the treasury is now embarking on, it's gonna have a real impact on both risk markets and the financial system, right? Yellen and Powell are gonna get their tightening that they desire. But they also might get a slew of regional bank failures and a huge sell-off in risk assets that they've been able to avert thus far along with it. And at the end of the day, if this TGA refill starts a fire, the Fed may be the ones that have to step in and put out the flames. So that's all for today, everyone. I appreciate you sitting through this video today. Make sure to like and subscribe so that way you don't miss when we put out another video. And of course, have a great day. Talk soon. The Bitcoin Layer is brought to you by Passport, a Bitcoin hardware wallet that you already know how to use. It has a gorgeous design, very sleek and form-fitting, fits right in the hand, has a directional pad, and frankly, you'll know how to use this the second you pick it up. Guys, if you've been putting off taking your Bitcoin off exchanges for any reason to this point, this is the device that you have to get. You can get it today at thebitcoinlayer.com foundation, and you can get an additional $10 off when you use code BitcoinLayer. Thanks so much for watching the video. We'll talk to you guys soon.